Welcome to the Trauma Resonance Resilience Podcast. My name is Lisa Cherry and this is part of the Brightness of Stars series where I'm introducing you to some of the people in my new book that's coming out in May 2022. And it's an interesting book because I wrote it a number of years ago and it Some of the things in there are very different. There's lots of reflections and there's a whole section. If you've been listening to the other um, little vignettes and introductions um, of new people who have taken part in the book. And so today is one of those days where I get to introduce to you one of the new contributors. And that is Jamie. Hi, Lisa. (laughs) Hi, Jamie. So good to have you here. And thank you for coming on and just sharing a little bit about um, your what, why, how, when and where um, in 10 minutes. So my first my first question is always going to be why? Why, why, why? What is your why? Why did you get involved in this project? Um, I got involved with this project because your book Lisa was the first one I read as I was really starting to explore my care experience and its impact on me and my sense of self and the way I kind of navigate the world so I I read your book and all these amazing stories of care experience people across the generation and there was so much that resonated for me and it just helped me to feel less alone I guess that's Mm -hmm that was the impact of the book and it was just around the time when I was starting coming onto social media and starting to um, uh, actually start to get get in touch really with other care experience people and get involved with the care experience conference which actually was 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 a lovely experience but also was also very activating for me because it was something I hadn't done before so actually having your book as a way of kind of grounding me and hearing other people's stories was you know hugely impactful Um, and really I suppose just to add to that then is you know, the importance of relationships for me, you know, and those intergenerational relationships. They kind of gave me a stepping stone towards feeling comfortable and confident to be able to talk to other care experienced people, start to build relationships with them. Um, And that's really, I think, is the message of my chapter as much as anything, I I hope, is that, you know, the importance of relationships um, and uh, particularly intergenerational relationships across the generations with care experienced people because it's an elephant in the room it's not we're not supported to connect with each other and this is for me one of the um, huge failings of the system Um, um, we're often kept separate apart and dealing with our experiences alone rather than recognizing that we actually have a collective healing process which we can we can achieve and come together and build community which you know we've kind of kind of begun that by I'm not sure we've really fully realized that yeah it's so interesting because in 1991 to 94 I went to uni and I did a degree in sociology and I did my dissertation on how people in care were not encouraged to build relationships and so, and I'm going back a bit. So it's really interesting because you're a little bit younger than me. Mm-hmm. And I, I would be really interested in the younger people if they feel that's still um, an issue. And and I wrote about it with through the lens of thinking about how that affects your self-esteem to not be connected to other people. Um, mm-hmm. It was at a time when I was still quite disengaged from my own story. So it's really interesting 
that that's um that you raised that because I think it was so clear to me that we were just very fragmented and I didn't know anybody else for many many years who had the same experience until until social media um came along and kind of all of a sudden there's groups and collectives and a whole range of things um I'm thinking about what you're saying I've been chewing some of some some things over recently over the break and I've been thinking kind of about the care leaver narrative you know and where we live we're supposed to leave care <laughs> and kind of get on and integrate so that sense of like being in community doesn't necessarily often doesn't really happen until later in life actually when we're off you know because we get into a very practical way of having to manage and learn to be in the world much earlier than a lot of um a lot of uh, children and young people I think do um and then maybe you know that that kind of healing work that comes along which is actually about actually we healing isn't just about our own journey it's about how we how we journey with other people how we connect and understand so I, I think there's something about that how we embody a care lever narrative you know and that's why I really like the term care experience because <laughs> it, it recognizes that this is a lifelong experience yeah our experience our embodiment the way we've experienced care stays with us we don't, it doesn't leave us um, and then that that in itself you know uh, I, I think is uh, you know it, it should encourage community yeah yeah and so it's no accident really that I mean I could talk to you for hours I can feel myself wanting to go off on a multitude of tangents but uh, you know I want to ask you um, questions and and I guess your whole focus and it's really interesting because my work focus is all about relational approaches to everything and relationships being the answer to everything and your chapter was very much about relationships and there's there's a reason for that, isn't there? You know, it's like perhaps having experienced the absence of them uh, and then the richness of finding them and finding a place where you can connect and you belong kind of highlights what you didn't have. Absolutely. Yeah, I think, yeah, that. That's absolutely what I wanted. You know, I suppose one of there's two aspects to what I wanted to hear. One is that every care experience person has a trauma healing story and journey, and that needs to be recognised and supported. And it's mostly not. <laughs> yeah, it's it's mostly not. But actually, we need to recognise that that has, and it's very much individualised as well. You know, I know we've had discussions before about the healing journey and that being. You know, for me, it went through. It began with body practices like learning massage and getting in touch with my body more and then moving into psychotherapy, you know, and I know you had a very, you know, your particular journey, but we need to be supported in that. And then secondary, it's about relationships, really, you know, and really about how, um, you know, particular caring adults throughout our our journey are significant for me it was absolutely teachers you know teachers grabbed me at particular times and beamed at my at me and uh, and supported me and they were often healing ones you know there was a particular tutor when I was diagnosed with learning differences which who really picked me up and battled with me but stayed with me and then it was a therapy relationship a therapist who was um able to be vulnerable with me 
you know, where other um, adults hadn't. So I feel like that's that for me is important. And then, of course, that moves into community because I I, I joined a community of diversity and ability, which was a community of people working with disability and intersectionality. Then I moved into uh, therapy training, which where you have to work in groups and hear each other's stories and support each other's. And that then moved to um, care experience groups, you know, and, and some of the groups like Reclaim Care that I've been part of and I think what's really important for me and I think is the bit that's often missing is that is the is the subtlety of relationships because I think what often care happens with care experience people we get pulled into groups or into causes that say come on okay we're going to fight against this or we want to champion this cause or etc which I I I absolutely agree with but we miss the subtleties of relational practice or or real relationships which is we need to be able to feel safe with each other we need to be able to you know our nervous systems need to get to know each other to regulate to feel safe and that actually starts with story yeah sharing our stories hearing each other's stories reflected yeah hearing other care experience people say to us I understand that I experience that yeah um, it, it's that work and that is that to me is the fundamental and, and where I am right now really with my work is very much about power of story power of community really starting from the fundamentals of let's be present with each other let's hear each other let's learn how to be together that, that absolute subtlety of that and I yeah I suppose that's a real message I want to get across in this is you know let's not miss this whether you work in uh, organizations social services etc it's the subtleties of a relationship I I, I want to just uh, share something actually I, when I was doing the care experience conference I invited a number of um, psychotherapists along to um, uh, support people on the day so I was uh, I was organizing along with uh, one of my colleagues Jackie McCartney a dear friend of mine uh, well, now one of you know my uh, really strong relationships I want to uh, mention uh, here um, so we were organizing the pastoral support on the day and, and a number of care uh, sorry therapists came along and there were a couple of therapists who said to me oh we went we didn't know anything about care experience, you know. And then there was one therapist uh, who works with children and young people who had been working with care experience people. And she said to me, she said, Jamie, I just have to throw away all of um, any, any kind of artifice when I'm working with care experience people or any of my therapist thing. I have to get down. I have to sit on the floor with them and I have to say, oh, and, and she said to me, you can ask me anything you want. And I'm going to I'm going to answer. <laughs> so it's that real reality connecting truth. Um, and, and that's really important for, uh, I think, for professionals to know. Yeah. Uh, none of this kind of blank screen or professional. Um, what do we call it? Uh, a persona. Yeah. We need to let that go and be real, particularly with care experience people, because they don't. You know, we, we've got a lot of reasons to distrust. So. Mm. Oh, Jamie, pure wisdom. Pure wisdom. Um, And just to kind of finish, is there anything that you would have liked to have put in your chapter that you didn't get, that you didn't, that didn't come that day when you wrote, you know? There's one part that I would have liked to have developed, and it was the, the, the section when I was exploring sexuality and queerness. And there's a bit where I'd speak about queer theory 
um, and queer theory and activism. And it's something that I'm rolling around. It's almost, this is almost like an invitation actually to everybody. Because I believe that uh, social theory, queer theory, particularly feminism, has a role to, um, to explore and open up care experience much more fully because we I think part of the issue with care experience why we become stigmatized um what uh you know why is because it is really because of the projection of the normative yeah what is a normal family yeah and and actually as we know you know the the nuclear family is pretty much a a contemporary construction I think it was post-war I think I heard Donna Haraway say that in a a brilliant podcast where she was talking about other types of families and kinship. Yeah. So I feel like we need to really blow open um, the family and, and really to understand that um, for example, that care experience, people have multiple families. This is natural and normal. Let's make this natural and normal. Let's not hide people's stories. Um, and let's really embrace the potential of what family, of what kinship, of what community groups etc can be and I really believe that these theories particularly queer theory which really kind of kind of queers what we understand as normal in, in a playful way in order to actually open up other possibilities you know and I think for me that was really helpful because actually it made me kind of go whoa why did why did I not get told this story of my biological family there's nothing wrong I would have actually I would have actually had a much easier life I would have struggled less with my mental health actually if I'd known some of these instead of I instead instead of projecting kind of fantasy or what I thought was going on you know and I really feel yeah that that's the part for me you know there's some work done here and I'm already starting to think about it it was really inspired by a um uh, a brilliant author, Nick Walker, who's just taken this lens with neurodiversity. So he's kind of created this term neuroqueer. And I feel like we can we can kind of do something similar with care experience here. It's really interesting because I, I put a tweet out a couple of weeks ago um, just basically saying, can we stop this idea that there is a normal that we all have to circle around yeah. and, and to become? And if we're not it, then we're somehow uh, faulty. And uh, this morning, what came up on my um, my Insta feed was an advert of Gabor Mate's latest book, which is called Something Like There's No Such Thing as Normal. And I thought, okay. yes, so that dialogue is actually really, you know, there's always, we always sit on the shoulders of giants continuously. And, you know, he his work will be an accumulation of lots of things that, that he's been grappling with and working with. But I just thought... It's really interesting. We're finally, because the challenge is when we individualize everything and say there's just a human, there's just human experience and all the people within it. The challenge then is keeping that in community. Keep, you know, that that's the tension, isn't it? You can be the individual, but how do we be the individuals together? And I think that's a very contemporary challenge for for everybody and Jamie it's been fantastic talking to you and I know everyone is going to absolutely love your chapter details of the book will be in the show notes and listen thank you so much thank you